Hello, I'm M. And I'm Eyes. And welcome to our brand new podcast, Tipples and Tolkien. Let us be your guides as we return to Middle Earth this fall with the premiere of the new Amazon show, Rings of Power. We'll discuss episodes with you, tell tales of old, and even bring you a brand new tipple recipe every week to enjoy. You can find us on all major podcast platforms, as well as Twitter, which is at Tipples Tolkien, that is T-I-P-P-L-E-S t-o-l-k-i-e-n and instagram at tipples and tolkien so cozy up pour yourself a drink and come on a journey with us this fall on tipples and tolkien The Cylons were created by man. They rebelled. They evolved. They look. And feel. Human. Some are programmed to think they are human. There are many copies. There are many copies. And they have a plan. started to do it and then i totally drew a blank it's uh action stations it's, action. Lo- oh, it's the okay, line thank you. i know you're confused because we took that long season break we did and now we're we back did. yeah it was, it was an extra long day this is not a drill action stations action stations set condition one throughout the podcast welcome again to set condition one a night shift radio original i'm your host sc1 actual caleb and joining me on the cic is the xo kitsy I know you're wondering, so I'll save you the trouble. The eye's gone. <laughs> ripped it right out onto the floor. Picked it up and showed it to me. Looked like a hard-boiled egg. Gross. <laughs> Just <laughs> jumping right in, aren't we? <laughs> so gross. Well, you know, if I'm going to use a tie quote, <laughs> <laughs> you might as well go all out. And uh, joining us from her tent on New Caprica, writing in her diary as the former president of the 12 Colonies, but always the president of the podcast, Andrea. That's me. I thought she was maybe continuing the uh, Journals of Pythia at first, or the Scriptures of Pythia. <laughs> she's picking um, up where Elosha left off? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but she's the, her own Journals of Roslyn. I, journals? What are they? Scriptures? It's, just, it's the Book of Roslyn. <laughs> I mean, it's entirely possible that, like, millennia from now, some future human society could read this as the holy scriptures of Roslyn, uh, just the same that uh, we read the, the, the Book of Pythia now. So we are back with Season 3 of the 2004 Battlestar Galactica series uh, by Ronald D. Moore. Hey, Ronald. Ronald's not here. Wouldn't it be great if we... <laughs> That's how you surprise everybody. He's just like, hey, guys. <laughs> he joins just... the Google Hangout at the exact... Sorry, the Google Meet at the exact mm-hmm. right time. Oh, that would be perfect. Caleb, are you sponsored today? Uh, you know, I feel like I... I've never seen you in a shirt with a thing on it. I don't think you ever have seen me mm. in a shirt with a, a graphic on it. I, I don't tend to wear graphic tees. It's a very rare uh, occurrence. Fact, I... I can testify to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, I explicitly told uh, the proprietor of this business uh, before he sent me this shirt that I wear, uh, that I have a, I believe my words were, I have a tech CEO's boring wardrobe. 
uh, of nothing but solid black t-shirts. Um, but he sent it to me anyway, and so I put it on today, and boy, is it fucking soft. Uh, this Ooh. shirt is from Golden Hour Coffee Moto, uh, a motorcycle-focused uh, coffee roastery uh, out of Berkeley, California. You have my attention. Um, it's, you know... Coffee, like highest quality, uh, like fair trade coffee, um, motorcycle culture, inclusivity. They they hit all of the the high points. They just uh, it's one of my one of my coworkers from from my day job and his wife and uh, I've been I've been ordering their coffee and it's absolutely excellent. And we are not technically sponsored by Golden Hour Coffee, but uh, you know what? This is one that I don't mind giving to for free because <laughs> it just they're just good people. I mean, they so. did give you a free T-shirt. They gave me a free T-shirt, and uh, I've been drinking their coffee for for the last few weeks, and I'm sold. Good, uh, well, good stuff. If there's one thing I love, it's coffee, and if there's two things I love, it's coffee and motorcycles. So I'm gonna have to hit that up next time I'm out in the Bay Area for work because uh, yeah. that sounds like my jam. I'll have to rent a motorcycle though because I can't take mine with me on the plane. They don't allow that for some reason. Mm. But then, like, if it was one of those like, cargo planes, you could bust out the back door yeah, and, like, hell an yeah. epic stunt jump. <laughs> could you imagine me being late for my flight and trying to, like, catch the planes that's taken off? Like, wait! <laughs> I had this whole thing planned. <laughs> Driving up into it. Yeah. That rules. Uh, so, as we mentioned, this is uh, this is episode one of season three. Uh, and so, again, I will disclaim that uh, if you're just joining us, welcome. We'd love to have you here. We're, we're very grateful. Uh, but that said, we recommend that you hit that subscribe button and then head on back to the beginning and catch up with with us unless you're like you know what fuck the first two seasons this is where it really gets good <laughs> in which case welcome to the ride uh- <laughs> there, there actually were a couple of people on um twitter over the last couple of days who i just happened to notice were starting a rewatch or or the show for the first time from other Battlestar groups that we follow and i jumped right in and invited them to join us so it's possible nice. um nice. people are starting now so if um you are joining us from my uh, Twitter solicitation. That's the right word. That's not bad, right? That sounds my right. My Twitter outreach. There you outreach. go. Like outreach yeah. sounds more Let positive. Your Twitter evangelism. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Let us know. Say hello, hi, and I will say hey, hello, hi. Yeah. And you know that's that's a that's a great point. You know we are on uh, social media, and if you interact with uh, Setcon One Podcast, the number one uh, on Twitter and Instagram, you will be uh, interacting directly with the wonderful President Andrea. Uh, and you know we 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 love to hear from people. Uh, you know what they think of our show specifically, but also you know what you think of the show, that being Battlestar Galactica, uh, or uh, I guess you know. In a couple of months, I'll be happy to hear what you think of the show as, as it regards uh, Major League Baseball. But that's not the point here. Uh, <laughs> Boy. But uh, also, you know, if you if you want to know more about what's happening with us here uh, at Second Edition One and at Night Shift Media Group, you can check out nightshiftradio.com. Check out all the all of our shows. And uh, I think, don't we even have a place where people can find special bonus content? No. Oh, okay, never mind then. <laughs> that would be our Patreon, Caleb. Oh, oh, we have a Patreon. Tell me about the Patreon. Oh, I didn't know we had a Patreon. Sorry, no one told me about the Patreon. <laughs> you didn't tell Kitsy about the Patreon? It wasn't my job this week. 
I thought you were on Kitsy, uh, Kitsy Watch this week, Caleb. <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, nsrad.io slash Patreon. Well, you look at that. It is. Handy and dandy. Get it? Because yeah, it's so- like radio. It's like radio. And it's rad. And it's rad, of course. Uh, but yeah, so if if you are able, uh, and we ask nothing of those who aren't able other than you know your, your loving support, but if you are financially capable, uh, we would super appreciate if you could show us some, some support so that we can uh, keep the lights on here at Night Shift Media Group and keep making some, some great content for you, uh, and even maybe some mediocre stuff. You know, It, it happens. <laughs> uh, but in exchange for that, you'll get uh, episodes of uh, several of our shows a little bit early, as well as uh, special bonus content, behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, you may have noticed recently that over at Left of the Dial, we started a brand-new segment called Left of the Dial live uh we're going to be able to see live performances from bands and on the patreon of course we'll have some behind the scenes content for that uh we've got some more good stuff that we'll be uh teasing out pretty soon i think by now you should be able to get um all of riverby's set on Bandcamp. nice yeah oh, it's two weeks from now oh yeah, so that's yeah. We, we're, uh, we're i'll a cut this bit, out uh, if that ends up not being the case but okay might as well mention it we're a little bit in the future here, in, 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 the, in the past, in the future. We 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 uh, we dabble in time. Yeah, I have just so we're keeping a running list. If you do sign up for the Patreon, things that I have offhandedly agreed to do include um, facilitate, organize, and facilitate a book club with our listeners. Um, if we can find Battlestar Galactica books, which I'm not allowed to look for, so. Um, someone will have to do that for me that are spoiler free um, to handwrite all of you thank you cards and to curate. This one still needs some work. I'm not sure what this is going to look like, but I said I'll do it. And and my word is good to curate a monthly meat box. Um, so we'll figure out what that is. Monthly meat Also, uh, there's a secret super special tier on Patreon where uh, Michael Fight, our CEO, I guess, or whatever, uh, CCO, CCO, chief, chief, content. No, the C oh, creative. The C stands for cooking, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. Because uh, our our uh, our good friend Michael Fight will come to your house and make you dinner. Uh, <laughs> that is a, a that is like the highest tier of Patreon that we offer. Okay. And I've said it on the podcast, so now it has to be true. Oh goodness, Kitsy said All it. Right. That's legal. Yep. All right, so that's uh, I think that's all of our, our, our housekeeping <laughs> stuff assigned. Uh, yeah, yes, well done. Uh, so, <laughs> just make sure when you sign up for the Patreon, you put in your dietary restrictions so he knows what to cook you. Mm-hmm. Previously on Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> <laughs> so this, uh, as I mentioned, the first episode of season three. Uh, this is technically. A two-parter, uh-huh. uh, although it's not labeled as a two-parter, so it's not uh, it's not occupation part one, occupation part two. Uh, it was a two-hour uh, series premiere special episode originally, uh, occupation slash precipice. So uh, the second episode that we will talk about next week, because uh, that's how we do this, uh, will be called precipice. Um, fun fact: the first episode. Since uh, Rosalind began her whiteboard tally, where the show opener does not give the human survivor count. Oh, snap. Oh, I didn't notice that. It's yeah. uh, the 
uh, IMDb lists this as a spoiler, but I don't really feel that it is. Uh, is the first of four episodes that do that. It simply lists the human race hmm. searching for a home. Guess it's hard so. to keep track when they're all on the on the ground. Yeah, they're not sure who's alive and who's not. Now, Caleb, Kitsy. You started off the podcast by saying I was joining you on the CIC, but that's not entirely accurate because I believe I'm actually in prison right now. Yeah, you know, I, I thought about it after I said it, and you know what? It's part of the intro, so I'm just going to roll with it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we, we do open with Ty in a prison cell uh, with, a, with a bandage over one eye. What's that about? Uh, did, do you want me to tell you? Yeah, I mean, what's, what's with the eye? Oh, hang on, let me. I, I wrote it down. Hold on. Are you going to read that? I know you're wondering, so I'll save you the trouble. <laughs> the eye's gone. Ripped it right out onto the floor. Picked it up and showed it to me. Looked like a hard boiled egg. Looked like a hard boiled egg is such an unnecessary line. It just. <laughs> It's such a tie line, though. It's such a tie line. It's, it's such a thing um, he would say. Yeah, typically um, I watch the new episode with Kitsy um, the second we finish recording for the week. And this week, um, because of weather and stuff, we ended up not recording together, which means the two of you were subjected to me basically live tweeting the show. <laughs> um, my My first message being, hey... Hey, quick cue, where the fuck is Ty's eye? Because it was just <laughs> gone. Like, some shit had happened between mm-hmm. the season two finale and the season three opener, and that made it... Also, he had a beard, so I knew the time had passed. Um, yes, that's how you know, yeah. And and also, w- less one eye. This is actually a moment I've been waiting for and also partly dreading, uh, largely because there is a lot of promotional material out there that shows Saltai with an eye patch. And I knew it was just a matter of time before you saw that and said, Why is Saltai wearing an eye patch? Before I saw Saltai's eye patch. <laughs> yes. So, I saw Saul's eye. So, eye. Uh, that actually brings up a very important question um, that I was debating just making a decision on, but I I figure this is such an important decision. I will uh, run it by you too. Uh, Do I record the rest of the podcast wearing an eye patch? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. I will get one for next week. (laughs) I apologize. I didn't do it in advance, Uh, but I will, I will uh, get one for next week. That's the kind of dedication that we, uh, we hired you for. (laughs) Now I'm not going to actually remove my eye just so we're clear. I will wear the eye patch. But I'm not going to gouge out my own eye. Okay, so um, there's the secret tier where fight will come make you dinner. And then there's an even secret tier above that where Kitsy will remove one of their eyes for the no, sake of authenticity. No, 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 no. <laughs> I veto. I veto that. That is incorrect. Okay. Just purely academic. Is there a tier that somebody could pay where you would do that? I don't think there is. Uh, okay. I, yeah, I don't think there's any. Well, first of all, the money wouldn't go to me. It would go to to the the network. So, like, I mean, de- depending on how much it was, it would make it a lot easier to start paying paychecks. <laughs> there you go. Wow, Kitsy, you want us all to be poor forever? Uh, I'll tell you what. Wow. If, if Do it for the band, if Jeff Bezos 
and Elon Musk both donate their entire net worth to our Patreon, I will gouge out one of my eyes. Sir, Daddy, Elon Musk, thank you very much. No, I'm I'm sorry, elongated muskrat. (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. Uh, yep. If uh, the two of the uh, the wealthiest men in America donate their entire fortunes to our Patreon, Kitsy will remove an eye for authenticity. Yeah. So, Which uh, one are you going to take? Does it have to be the same? I think it does. I'm debating. It, I think, think it's this... got to be the same. If I'm going to do it, do it right. Is it his left eye, Lisa Left Eye Lopez, or is it his? I think it's his right eye. I think See, so. See, I'm nearsighted in one eye and farsighted in the other because I'm really um, cool and. I think I'd have to pick. Doesn't matter. And this is all I'm going to be thinking about for the rest of the night. Jumping I think a million ahead. dollars, you could take one of my eyes. I think it would be the left one. Anyway. Actually, that, that reminds me. Uh, Ellen pointed out to me that there's a TikTok trend of uh, people asking, you know, for a billion dollars, would you punch your wife or whatever? And like asking men that and you know, just watching their reactions. And like she played that for me and was like, yeah, I don't hit very hard. Like we could do a lot <laughs> with a billion fine. dollars. <laughs> You'll be fine. And she's like, I would insist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, jumping ahead just a little bit, for, just for for the second, it, it is relevant. Uh, if I had uh, if I had thought it through properly, uh, I could have said joining me on the CIC is the EXO Hilo. Oh. Oh. Because that we jabroni. <laughs> we do get some uh, some interesting uh, shifts in the uh, the Galactica and Pegasus crews, uh, where we find out that Hilo has taken over the role as EXO in the Galactica, and Duala is EXO of the Pegasus with her, with her boy Lee. Uh, and, Excuse me, uh, her course, husband Lee. Husband. They are married. <laughs> <laughs> and Cat uh, has taken over as the CAG. There's uh, all sorts of promotions happening. Mm-hmm. Um, which, well, I won't speculate. It's funny because they, I need to, I feel like I can't start a sentence without saying it's interesting to me or it's <laughs> it? funny um, that time jumps, I think, are often lazy, a lazy way of getting past having to um, explain things like Boomer, and I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit here, but like Boomer and um, Adama's evolved relationship, right? Mm-hmm. But for some reason, all of that stuff in on this show in particular, it still feels authentic. It just yeah. seems like they jumped ahead, not because they were being lazy, but because we've hung out in that fucking spaceship for two seasons <laughs> and it's time to do something different. I think we have enough character development from these characters and enough understanding of the like nuances of their relationships that you tell me a year has gone by and it's not difficult to extrapolate where they would actually be. Uh, So I I think you're, you're spot on with that. Um, now, as Kitsy mentioned, the, we we start off this episode with with Ty in a cell, and not only does he have an, an eye patch, but he's he's scratching tally marks into the wall to uh, to keep track of the time. Uh, and one of my favorite moments uh, in this episode is when a cavil walks in and says, "You know, every time they take you out of this cell, we come in here and change those little hash marks to, <laughs> that you're trying to hide," <laughs> and just laughs at him like, "Rude, cavil, cavil's rude." Cavill's a dick. Not only is this Cavill uh, currently being a dick to Ty, uh, but another Cavill is currently giving the dick to Ellen. Ty. Okay. 
Okay, that is where we're. Wait, I, I wait. felt you coming in for the landing, and can we can I we get the, the air horn sound? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can absolutely. We can. Uh, well, get those air horns in. Don't you worry. Okay. Wah, wah, Joke wah, of the wah, week. Wah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, we, like listeners, listeners, you know we hate Ellen Ty. You know this by now. If if you've listened to. Uh, even one episode in which she makes an appearance. <sighs> she's doing it for her man. Ostensibly. She, now, she really... She's, she's, <laughs> she's, she's made some sort of bargain with the Cylons where she can fuck Ty out of prison. <laughs> <laughs> and I... T- really... I, that's all I got. <laughs> you know, catting around with all the men. I do get the impression that more than any other time in her and Ty's relationship, she is part of this seems to be just based on their reunion, her face um, before he can even see her, you know, so she's not acting for him in that moment Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. seems genuine. And it's the first time I've had. I mean, she's still my least favorite is that true no um she's still low on the list though high on the list doesn't matter um and uh i don't think that's going to change but i just did have i don't even have the right word for it because it's not positive necessarily but less negative than usual feelings for her and that's i i think that that's a reasonable summation and you know we, we we learned she she is doing it for him and it works um whether or not, like, we never find out if they were going to release him anyway, and Cavill was just having some fun. Uh, but after this this last session, she asked, you know, when do I get what I want? And he's just like, oh, I believe that's happening right now. And the look on her face was like, why, mm-hmm. why did we just do this then? Mm-hmm. Uh, so for for a moment, I actually did, did feel for her because, um, you know, she's being used now. Um, while this is happening, uh, if you remember from last episode when the Cylons showed up and were like, surprise, motherfucker, um, a Leoban bursts into the Thrace Anders tent and asks, where's Kara Thrace? And we flash forward now, and uh, apparently the Cylons have had time to build like Capricorn apartments uh, <laughs> into their prison complex. Where they actually reproduce uh, what looks like it could have been one of those uh, kind of stock uh, downtown apartments from Caprica. Uh, I'm going to say I feel like they used the same set and redressed it. (laughs) They got one apartment for the whole series and they said, you figure it out. (laughs) This this is all we have the budget for. (laughs) We can't can't build a second one, so don't fuck this up. I did for a second. I was like, oh, right, because they're on Caprica. So, like, he's just moved into Starbucks place with her or something. And then I remember that, no, they're on new Caprica. Where everyone else is intense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just really, like this episode. there's a lot going on. It's really intense. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I, I love, I love how creepy this whole dynamic Mm-hmm. With Starbuck and Leoban is like how calm she is, mm-hmm. and just like how subservient she is. It's it's so weird, 
and you know you can tell that she's just biding her time waiting for for the moment to strike and then she does and she kills him um (laughs) they're metal chopsticks yeah and she just rams like right into his throat yeah something like that and and we get we get a comment from Leoben that like he she keeps killing him and he just keeps coming back. <laughs> but you can like it's it's just there's this great scene after she kills him and he's dead on the floor and she wipes the the blood off her hands and just goes and sits back at the table and calmly eats her steak. I was screaming. <laughs> yes. I was fully screaming the one red hand and then she very daintily <laughs> yeah. like touches the the napkin to her mouth. Oh, it's probably my favorite scene in this series so far so I, good yeah the, that was that was striking uh mm-hmm. in every way <clears throat> uh according to sadgeezer.com uh my second favorite website of all time uh it's knitting needles <laughs> that she stabs him in the neck with that's what uh, i thought too and then then stabs him in the chest uh but i love this because like you know he kind of like gasps and gurgles and whatnot and then he's like, like i'll see you soon kara and she's like Take your time. time. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, so badass. Um, And, like, she knows that, like, apparently they've got another resurrection chip or hub or something like that because they're, like, they're making more Cylons again. Uh, So she knows that he's going to keep coming back and... She doesn't care. She's (laughs) If he's going to keep her there, she's got the time. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Speaking of killing Cylons... While this is all happening, we have uh, our boys, uh, Tyrell and Anders. Uh, someone the set us up Cylon? the bomb. The, the pyramid player. <laughs> they're they're, they're uh, rigging some explosives like, uh, like Anders used to do back on Old Caprica uh, in order to, uh, to catch not only uh, some of the, the, uh, the humanoid Cylons on the planet, but a uh, heavy raider that's uh, making a delivery. So they're, they're going for some real uh, uh, military as well as uh, civilian casualties here. Uh, and they succeed. And it's, it's quite, the, uh, quite the explosion. It definitely draws some attention. Sure does. <laughs> wow, that's all you got? That's all I got. They have cool tattoos now. Everybody's got I don't cool think tattoos. I noticed that. You you mentioned yeah. that. Anders and, and Starbuck do. Yeah. But I think are they're they the, the only, only ones. Two? I think they're the only two. Oh. Oh, are they like marriage tattoos? Yeah. Not, are they Oh, oh I thought they were cool resistance tattoos. No. I mean, so think about it though. Like if you're in the secret resistance, do you want something that visually identifies you to other people? Mm-hmm. You do? Oh, I mean no. <laughs> <laughs> That seems like a really good way for the new Caprica police force to single you out. Did I mention there's a new Caprica police force? And now's a good time. It's made up of humans who are working for the Cylons as a police force. That doesn't sound good. No, that sounds kind of fucked. There's, uh, what did they say? There's roughly like 200 of them. And um, I think it's Rosalind who says, I, did, I didn't think we'd, they would find 50 people who would be willing to, to turn against their own kind, much less 200. But we have and, lots of cops, and we don't even have aliens making us do it. <laughs> so, I mean, you're, you're, you're right, but they, 
try to play it off as though like these people felt like being directly involved would give them more of a, a say and allow them to moderate the response uh, more so than if the Cylons themselves just were the, the, the crackdown patrol, which in theory sounds great, but really it just makes you the aggressor and the, the collaborator, and uh, that rarely goes well. Yeah. This whole thing is so sinister to me. Like, it, and I know it's supposed to be that's the point, but just that the, like, I keep wanting to say double speak, and that's not what I mean, but just the, like, what they're saying versus what's actually happening mm-hmm. underneath with the mm-hmm. police and, and the conversations that all, the Cylons have with Baltar in the room, all of that stuff. Yeah. Meanwhile, the the Cylons are just completely at a loss to understand why, uh, you know, they came here with a mission of peace because they felt that the slaughter of humanity was a mistake and that they needed to bring God's love to the humans and find a way to coexist. Uh, they can't figure out why the humans that they slaughtered uh, to near extinction and then chased around for almost a year, uh, continuing to kill as often as possible, wouldn't welcome them with open arms. Uh, and just be throwing themselves at the Cylons' feet for um, reconciliation. Like, why, why, why would there be an insurgency? All we did was show up and uh, occupy their new planet after occupying their old one, uh, and set up a secret police force. Yeah, we only just took a, we only took it over by force. I don't know what the problem is. Why won't they trust us? Yeah. And, of course, uh, Cavill's reaction is to say that we should uh, start rounding people up and, you know, publicly executing them. Let's start with Baltar. I love Baltar. I love that scene because they're in Colonial One. Uh, Rosalind mentions in the um, in the beginning of the episode that the colonial government's still led by Gaius Baltar, but it operates in name only, and the Cylons are really under control. And mm-hmm. I love just, like, the 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 attitude of of him sitting there while they're all having a discussion. He's just like, well, I have to sit in this room, but I'm not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And yep. he's like kind of not paying attention. And he hears that and goes, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, of course, Caprica, Caprica Six is like, you know, that's not going to happen because, you know, that's, that's the love she of her life. That's my boyfriend. <laughs> and Cap uh, was like, just because he's your favorite toy shouldn't be allowed to interfere with the larger issues here. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's such a smooth talker. And Baltar's just like, I think that I have cooperation. <laughs> Shut up. No one's he's talking to you. He's out to save his own butt all the time. It is the <laughs> only thing guys, he's concerned with. Guys, the grown-ups are talking. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Six is just jingling. Jingling? Jangling? Six is just dangling keys. Um, over Baltar's head, he's swatting at him like a cat. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I love that this entire scene is basically just uh, Cavill saying we need to like do this, you know, more aggressive show of force, uh, and the uh, the Boomer and Caprica saying, you know, but but we came here to to make peace and love and. Babies. None, and babies. None of it makes any sense. And they're just so, so out of their depth. Mm-hmm. It seems like just staying the hell away would have uh, been the right move. But what do I know? I mean, yeah. I get the impression that, or maybe I'm, 
Never mind. I'm going to put it on the wall. <laughs> You're going to write it in your journal, President. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, we have another of our uh, well-known humans, uh, colonials, working in the government, in the Cylon government. You're talking about the snitch? Stool pigeon? Yeah. Talking about Gata. Mm-hmm. The fucking snitch. Talking about Gata the traitor. <laughs> Got him. I have been Got waiting him. two fucking seasons to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I texted I mean, Caleb the fucking day we started this podcast saying I can't wait to make this joke. Oh, my God. I believe you. But, you know, trust but verify. It was definitely... If it wasn't the day of, it was like very shortly after we started. July 4th, 2020. <laughs> I can't wait till we get into the part in BSG <laughs> where Gata becomes Baltar's chief of staff so I can call him Gata the Traitor. But make into a slant rhyme with Gata. <laughs> Gata the Traitor. <laughs> there it is. How's it feel? Does it feel what, good? What day was that, Caleb? That was July 4th, 2020. Uh, that was also the day when I learned what slant rhyme meant. That's, uh, that's how I celebrated my Independence Day. And when did we start this podcast? <laughs> we started in June, right? Uh, yes, we, we started it in late June so that we could uh, line up the Bastille Day episode with Bastille Day in, in real life. Okay, so I, I, it wasn't the day we started the podcast, but it was pretty damn close. It was real fucking close. <laughs> so funny. I love that's, that. That's amazing. That's that's payoff right there. It felt really good. It felt <laughs> it felt so good to finally say it. It's been yeah, it's been so many months <laughs> since July. I know. 7 months. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's been 4 months yeah, on New Caprica since the uh, since the Cylon showed up. Uh and the uh the the Tyrells, I'm assuming that uh Kelly took his last name. Oh, I was uh, like there's more Caleb, the you just told me he's a Cylon. The Tyrell's baby uh, has been born. This is going to sound like a joke, but I think this is actually true. I think she hyphenated, and she's now Callie Henderson Tyrell. I think yeah, that's, you know, that I think actually that's actually canon. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Like, I, think if you, I think if you look up her like character, that's she's listed as Callie Henderson Tyrell. That feels like a thing she would do. Yeah. Good, good for out. her. But uh, we know that not only is Tyrell uh, the union boss, but he's also mm-hmm. one of the main resistance leaders, and he's uh, sneaking out for a nighttime uh, resistance meeting. But, uh, you know, Callie, uh, Callie's giving a little bit of shit for us. Like, you know, one of these days you're just not going to come back, are you? You'll just vanish, and that'll be it. I'll never see you again. Nick will never know his father. Like, classic guilt trip. And, uh, like... I feel like Tyrell uh, would have grown up in the whatever the the Battlestar equivalent of the the Catholic Church would be, and like he would recognize that guilt. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think she's probably right, though. I think that's why they wrote her saying this line so that I can remember that she said it and cry. Mm. And I don't want to lose Tyrell. I love him very much. He is great. Tyrell also is the one that introduces us to our new favorite character on the show, uh, Jake. 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 Jake the dog. Oh, Jake uh, is the dog. Okay. Jake is the. Uh, fun fact: uh, that dog is uh, the one of the the only indigenous uh, fauna of New Caprica. Oh. Is, is that true? No, I, I made that oh. up. Oh. <laughs> I, 
I didn't expect you to believe me. <laughs> I, I just, I kind of, I want to believe there's a planet out there that's just mostly dogs. That, and I mean, that's the planet I want to live on. You should read like, the Animorph series, then. All of the other terrible things about New Caprica and how it's barely habitable. Like, if it was, like, full of indigenous dogs that just loved loved being being petted and played with. Uh, you know what? It's paradise. So I don't care right. about the weather. So I wanted I, to believe that. I wanted to believe that too, but that if that's not true, then that means they brought that dog with them. That dog's just been hanging out somewhere. Not mm-hmm. on Cloud Nine, thankfully. Yeah. Because uh, Cloud Nine's gone. Cloud Nine's gone. But Gina like blew it up. Do you think the dog is a Cylon? Oh my god, Cylon dogs. I'm into it. I'm good with it. <laughs> they, they started with dogs, and then they and then they moved up to humans. Oh man, I have thoughts about that. Uh, but the dog, in addition to being the goodest boy, uh, mm-hmm. and being there for for pets and games of fetch, uh, also plays a vital role in the resistance. Well, the dog doesn't so much as the dog's bowl does. Well, but he has I mean, to not flip it wrong. There has to be a dog in order for there to be a dog bowl that they use for the the signaling, because otherwise it would look kind of weird. True. I do like, so what they do is they flip the bowl over when there's a message hidden in like a a little cabinet thing. And that's like the the signal to look for the message. And uh, I just, I I love this idea of someone coming up and flipping the dog's bowl over and the dog's like, hey! I was gonna drink that. <laughs> Fuck your bowl. Jake. Hey, that's well, that was rude. I don't flip oh. your dinner over when you're <laughs> like. At least they always stop and give them a little scratch on the head. Yeah, that's true. That's right. He's like, hello, M dog. Yeah, <laughs> he's good and he's pretty and I love him. And so help me God, <laughs> if something happens to that dog. Never, never will I forgive the two of you. This is your new favorite character of Battlestar Galactica, mm-hmm. Jake the dog. That's correct. He's the only one I care about now. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Thank you. So, so yeah, we've got, uh, we've now got uh, our guys, Ty, Tyrell, and Anders. The silent? The, the pyramid player. player. Well, we'll see. <laughs> they They seem to be leading and planning... Uh, the the resistance movement here, and uh, they've got a plan, don't they? Which I I love this group as mm-hmm. like the leaders of the resistance. Um, it just like each one of their personalities. I mean, Andrews being like directly uh, involved in leading the resistance on Caprica has that kind of guerrilla warfare experience. Ty with his military tactics and his just undying hatred of the Cylons. Uh, <laughs> and Chief Tyrrell's also there. <laughs> I think Tyrrell's connections through like the uh, being the union boss and like the tendency of people to trust his his leadership, I think makes him really great. Plus, we also know that he has a strong dislike of the Cylons, uh, and to the point where it was his secret fear that he was one, uh, mm-hmm. and he was having nightmares about it. So all also, of these these I three ima- make perfect sense. I imagine his uh, mechanic skills come in handy when they're, like, rigging up bombs and stuff, too. Like, just having, like, the knowledge of how that stuff works probably helps mm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Knows, knows what to blow up for maximum damage. That's right. Are we going to—so 
when Ty comes back um, for or shows up rather at their little like headquarters or whatever wherever they are um, for the first time, he and Anders are going back and forth. Is that at this moment or is that in the mm. scene? Probably. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is also where Ty explains what happened to his eye. Yeah. Oh, so that's all the same scene. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But when he and Anders are are going back and forth and Anders says something about, um, that's my wife. And you think that Ty's going to, like, come back at him and his face just softens. Oh, yeah. And he says, any word on Kara? Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. He doesn't even pretend to be gruff about it. He just. Oh, like, he God. actually cares. He Yeah, yeah. he. So That's what's happening here is that they're they're discussing a plan to blow up the uh, graduation ceremony for the next class of the New Caprica Police Academy. Traitors, uh, which like yeah, clearly they're they're pumping them out pretty quickly if they've uh, got another graduating class uh, uh, four months in. Well, as so, we all uh, know, training cops takes no time at all. So <laughs> that's, that's where <sighs> I was going with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, their intel tells them that Gaius Baltar uh, will be at the ceremony. So uh, Gaius fracking Baltar. <laughs> uh, Ty cannot wait for uh, a, a chance to, uh, to, to get at him. Um, and Tyrrell uh, is uneasy about the plan because he doesn't want to kill humans. And Ty is at this point, you know, like, frack him, like... We'll send a message, kind of like in a weird way, almost echoing the uh, brutality of the Cylons themselves. Like where Cavill mm-hmm. was saying, we need to send a message. We need to publicly execute people uh, to get the point across. Here's Ty saying essentially the same thing for from the opposite perspective. So I just realized, I didn't realize this until just now. The humans want to kill Baltar. The Cylons want to kill Baltar. Literally everyone but but six wants to kill Baltar. Well, in that scene when they when Cavill recommends killing Baltar, I think it's one of the Doros that points out, like, you know, like he wasn't very popular to begin with, and now even less so. Uh, I think most <laughs> of the humans would actually cheer, and Baltar's face just falls. <laughs> oh, and it's see. true though. Yes. Do you do you see something? It's we're forty five minutes in and we haven't taken a break. That's all. I was wondering if we have any Dreadus contacts. Uh, Dreadus is broken this week, so uh, the Cylons are actually jamming it. So we're going to take a break and try to get a message uh, up to the Raptor that uh, we believe is uh, orbiting just out of sight of the Cylons, and uh, we will send that message in the form of advertisements so the Cylons don't uh, don't notice what it is. But uh, you'll know and we'll know. And they'll know, uh, they being the people in the in the raptor. This is not, this is not. <laughs> no, this, I think this did not go I, elegantly. Uh, I'll I'll try to tighten it up for next time. But war we gotta, rarely is elegant. We gotta we gotta go. We gotta do the break now. I'm gonna go see Jake. He's a very good boy. I'm Michael Fight, and I'm here with a brand new show called Fight Jokes About Everything. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we're going to bring up a brand new topic, something that's hot on the internet because because I live on the internet. And we're going to take those silly things and we're going to joke about them and we're going to, you know, talk a little bit about the history of them and talk about why the internet is such a terrible but wonderful place. So please join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for this brand new Night Shift Radio original. For more information, go to nightshiftradio.com and of course, subscribe wherever you get podcasts. 
Mindless monsters, once thought human, fill the streets. A corrupt government threatens the lives of the people it's meant to serve. This sounds a little too familiar. Is this real life? Or a video game you can play for fun? Shift Talk Q, Night Shift Radio's newest original production, is your LGBTQ centered source for creative and thoughtful discussions and news at the intersection of gaming, diversity, and community. You can expect unboxings, game reviews, let's plays, community nights, celebrations of what video games are doing right, critical conversations about where the gaming industry needs to do better, and so much more. Be the first to know when new episodes drop by following us on Twitter and Instagram at NSR Shift Alt Q. And on Twitch at Shift Alt Q to join the community. For more information about Shift-Alt-Q, visit nightshiftradio.com. Hi, I'm Sarah Sweeney, host of the new podcast, Latchkey Kids. Right now, we're all at home left to our own devices without any adult supervision. Each week-ish, I'll talk to my fellow Latchkey Kids about what they're up to, how they're wasting time, and, because I can, make them perform a dramatic reading of a TV show theme song. So join me wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to WOTR. That's right. We're off the rails. <laughs> what? What's happening? That's the joke I was going to make earlier when we got completely off the rails. I, I, I made up a, an imaginary radio station in my head. Oh, I thought, I thought this was a real thing. I was like, what is WOTR? <laughs> is this a reference say... I'm not getting? <laughs> that's, that's from now on how I'm going to refer to the state of this podcast when it's completely <laughs> lost the script. We're uh, off the rails, Kitsy. We're off the rails. W-O-T-R. It's an initialism. W-O-T. Initialism? Is that a thing? Yeah, it's a it's a um, <laughs> acronym. Oh, you can say it like We're a word. We're off the rails. Okay. Yeah. It's in a, so if you called it water, water, that would be um, uh, the other word that is acronym. acronym. But if you can't say it as a word, then it's an initialism. Oh, today I learned. But it's like how people who are pedantic about podium versus lectern me, for example, are jerks who should stop talking. So don't, you know, it's fine. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So uh, as Kissy mentioned uh, at the uh, at the ad break there, we uh, we're trying to get a message out to uh, the raptor that we we think is is out uh, orbiting New Caprica. But, uh, you know. Not everyone believes that it's actually there. Ty does. Well, that was Ty, the plan. Ty guarantees that you know the old man wouldn't leave him behind. That the plan was to have a raptor every day listening for a wireless call. It's out there because that was a plan. If anything happened, and it's out there because the old man isn't just going to leave us to the Cylons. And turns out he's right. Of course he's right. And they finally get a message through because they're. Uh, their man on the inside, well, their contact on the inside. Let's not assume it's a man. Their contact on the six. inside, uh, it's not six. Their contact on the inside gives them the jamming frequencies. I think it's Gata. It's definitely I'm just say every. It's definitely Gata. Every I name mean, until you tell me who it is. You, we see it's Gata later in the episode. I say you watched the episode. Do correct? we? Yeah. Yes. You don't remember that part when no. when, he, when he's talking to he's like hey hey uh, Baltar it's time to. Go to the the 
graduation explosion ceremony. And uh, <laughs> Baldar's like, yeah, I'm not going. Security concern. And Gata fucking takes off running to go flip the bowl to tell them that Baldar's not going to be there. Okay. I don't know how to explain my brain. And I'm just going to cut all of this because I saw that scene happen. And I, I mean, saw them get the note that said Baldar not at graduation. And it never occurred to me that Gata was, I don't, I can't explain to you what happened in my brain. I, yeah. Anyway. Like you literally see him run and flip the bowl. Yeah, correct. Maybe, I just didn't connect that to, oh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe what don't cut it though, because uh, we're going to run real thin on the back half of this episode. If you cut <laughs> off like the entire first conversation that we have. Uh, you know what? Yeah. I don't mind <laughs> sounding stupid on, on the radio. I mean, all three of us do it every week, so. Correct. We're taking your calls this week, listener. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Um, first time, long time. Um. (laughs) So uh, I mentioned earlier that uh, Starbuck has the fanciest of jails. Uh, It's actually the the next scene that we we see that because uh, Leoben comes back and he does his whole, you know, hi, honey, I'm home. You kill me, I download, I come back, we start over five times now. And my first thought, I don't know about y'all, was like, fuck yeah, Starbuck, oh, yeah. number Hell six. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I, honestly, I was really hoping that she would just meet him at the door with his knife and just make it number six <laughs> right away. Like, she should just keep going. Like, as soon as he opens the door, the stab him every time. In, just... And like, when he starts to suspect that, like... Rig up some like Home Alone style traps. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I so badly now want to see uh, a mm-hmm. fucking episode of Starbucks just rigging up booby traps <laughs> in the apartment for Leoben. <laughs> this is my jail cell. I have to protect it. Um, but yeah, like this, like even more Leoben just leans full into creepy here. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, he he's like, you know, it's going to happen. You're going to hold me in your arms. You're going to tell me you love me. I've seen it. And like, look, we get it. You see the future, quote unquote. <laughs> but like, that, like, does that line ever work, Cleoban? Like, you're just like, hey, I see the future and I see you and me together, baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> it hasn't I mean, worked for him yet, Starbuck, but he's going to keep trying. Are you wearing space pants? <laughs> Because her butt's out of this world. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Kitsy. Kitsy, if Caleb dies, we are so screwed. Caleb's turning purple. Oh, no. Uh. Oh, oh, thank God. <laughs> and he's back. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to have to start just suffering through this podcast without anything to drink because... Oh, no. I don't, don't want to die. parched. <laughs> um, but yeah, Leoben uh, goes to bed. And it's like, be nice if you join me. Like, dude, yeah. read the room. Read the exactly. uh, <laughs> and uh, rather than killing him again right away, which is what she should have done, uh, as soon as he leaves the room, she runs up the stairs and out the door, uh, which 
would have been a great plan uh, were there not uh, like bars from a jail cell right outside the door. Uh, and of course, she has the classic, uh, you know, I don't belong here, let me out, <laughs> like prisoner moment. I'm like, I don't, I, I don't think that the, the Cylons are going to be like, you know what? She's right. She doesn't belong here. We should let her out. Oh, shit. We made a mistake. <sighs> thank you. Thank you for bringing this to our attention. We didn't, we, oh, this is embarrassing, <laughs> honestly. It's a clerical error. <laughs> We've uh, considered your appeal and uh, turns out you're right. Uh, meanwhile, back in the, uh, the remnants of the fleet, uh, the, the Viper pilots under Cat uh, as CAG uh, are trying to run some training maneuvers. And they are not having a good day. Uh, but, sir, they've done this 16 times. Is one more going to help? The next one will be 17, won't it? <laughs> Such a good Adama <laughs> line. Yes. I had to go back and watch it again. It was so good. <laughs> and, uh, I don't, they're apparently trying to do, like, in-flight refueling exercises. Uh, and, you know, they, they just... they. They can't make it work, and Adama will be God's damned uh, if he's going to not be preparing every day to go and get his people back. Mm-hmm. But you know who doesn't think that this is worthwhile? Lee. Lee Adama. He kind of comes uh, storming into uh, in the Admiral's quarters, and uh, he's like, you know, this is, this is insane, right? The whole thing. You know, we got we got two ships, half strength, crews that haven't seen action in a year and a half, and you're acting like the only problem is they're not working hard enough. Lee thinks that the like Adama's being too hard on the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the Admiral thinks that Lee has gone soft. Boy. In every way. I <laughs> and listen, we at Site Condition One are not here to to body shame anyone. Uh, I wanna make that very clear. But this is not the Lee Adama that we were uh, drooling over in season one. Lee has gone full dad bod. Mm -hmm. To the point where EJO is in better shape in this episode than Lee. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what it is. It's not because, like, I think it's it's a lazy shortcut to say that because Lee emotionally has gone, quote unquote, soft and he's you know, aimless and not sure what to do without a war and blah, 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 that the shortcut for that is to um, make him put weight on because weight equals soft, weak, bad, blah, blah, blah. Like, Mm -hmm. it's lazy and we know it's fucked up, et cetera, et cetera. But for me, it's the, like, the turn toward, like, oh, this is, you are going to look just like your dad as you age. (laughs) Yeah. And we're seeing that turn now. And I think that's what, why... What cracks me up about that is, like, him being baby Adama. Um, like, he could also have a mustache, and it would give the same the thing Oh, my God. Me. I wish I wish he had grown a mustache for this. <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> like, he has, he has such a baby face. He really uh, does. <laughs> or, alternate or, idea. Or. He grows or. the Amish beard where you just have a beard and no mustache. <laughs> and then between the two of them, they have a full thing of facial hair. When they, oh no, they're, never mind. <laughs> they're not going to kiss. I hope they're not going to kiss anyway. <laughs> kiss your dad uh, square on the lips? <laughs> not the show, bud. Oh, sorry. But uh, yeah, the uh, the Admiral, it's like you've had 
four months to get your act together. And so far, all you've been able to fracking do is complain and whine about how hard it is. Well, guess what? It's going to get a lot harder. Do you understand me? Now I want you to turn around and get your fat ass out of here. Get your men ready or I'll find someone who can. Dismissed. He has taken no shit. No. I think I'd be shocked by him calling him a fat ass if I hadn't heard him say. So for people watching the series the first time as it aired, shocking. I have heard him say cocksucker. So <laughs> fat ass is less, <laughs> less shocking to me. Listen, he was a different person back then. That was a different time. He was much younger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally a different person because of the actor. I love that Lee goes back home to Pegasus and, uh, you know, he and he and D are hanging out in, in their quarters and D is trying to get some actual work done. And he's just like stewing over how daddy yelled at him. And she at one point is like, do you want to know what I think? He's right. You have mm-hmm. gone soft. And I'm not talking about the weight. But while we're here. But also, <laughs> while we're, you know, like you... Do some crunches, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he is um, jamming those walnuts into his mouth. Like, they play it. I know I'm not supposed to laugh. I know. And I know it's bad. I know, I know, I know. But he is jamming those walnuts into his mouth. He called me soft. Can you believe that? <laughs> it, it really does play like comedy, though, because yeah. he's, like, so fucking clueless. <laughs> it's like, again, it's not even really about the weight, but he's, like, stress-eating. Yeah, yeah like, that's exactly. <laughs> crumbs and, falling everywhere. Well, and the walnuts are such a good touch, because the last time we saw walnuts in the show, Adama was just crushing them in his bare hand. And I don't right. even remember if he was eating them. <laughs> like, I, I don't think he was. In my head, I think he was, he was just crushing them. <laughs> right? Like, in my head, that's what was happening. He just, like, he gathered up, uh, like, several, like, like massive jars full of, for, like, freshly cracked walnuts. Like, he doesn't eat them. He just crushes them. And Lee <laughs> was in his quarters like, you, you going to eat those? You know what? Just <laughs> let such perfectly good walnuts go to waste. Just good, good protein, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, father-son team, Adama cracks them, Lee eats them. That's um, kind of nice. Yeah, teamwork. Mm-hmm. But also, you mentioned at the the very beginning, Andrea, that uh, we see a new dynamic between uh, Boom. Uh, well, not Boomer. Uh, second Sharon, the mm-hmm. uh, the prison Sharon, uh, and uh, Admiral Adama. Where they're not one letting point, her color her hair in prison, apparently. No. Uh, at one point, he says, uh, you know, it's a hard thing to say, but it seems like I don't know who my son is anymore. Same goes for the crew of the ship. I feel pretty much alone, except maybe for you. Ugh. And she's just like, wow, I wish I could go back a year and tell that Admiral Dama about this conversation. And, um, you know, they like have this whole conversation about, like, guilt about leaving people behind or, like, the frustration and, like, you know, and you know, he Adama is just you know I don't do guilt, uh, which very much goes in line with this philosophy you know, of a man lives with his choices and and learns from them. Uh, but Sharon talks about how like she feels the, the the rage and the guilt and all this all the time about like betraying her people, her people being the humans you know in mm-hmm. her mind, uh, and losing her baby. And she's like you know I had the choice to either stay in the past or move forward, and you know that's. I've chosen to move forward, and I, I like this dynamic. I think that she's still well, the the transcript listed as being in Sharon's quarters, uh, but I feel like at one point she says, "When you oh, put me says, in this cell, 
It sounded like this cell. This transcript says the cell. So that's that's where I'm a little bit unsure is like if they've actually taken her out of the cell and given her quarters, which this new relationship would seem to imply, or, or if he's still visiting her in the brig. What it looks like huh. to me is that they just put some nicer furniture in yeah. her cell. Like I she has a couch it, now. <laughs> I imagined it being like he slowly brought her things. Like <laughs> These as, are your quarters now. Yeah, like like you're not... You know, you're not totally free yet because who the fuck knows what could happen. Things can can turn on a dime. But, uh, you know, I'm going to – but I don't know. Because we don't see her travel anywhere, right? She's in that room every every yeah. time we – or the only time we see her, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, this is the only scene that we see her. So, huh. <sighs> I don't know. Back on the planet, the uh, insurgency leaders are planning the, the next op – uh, via a game of uh, Pyramid. And uh, is this the first time that we've met Duck? I think it is. He, he feels familiar to me, but I don't remember him being in the show previously, so I think this is the, the first introduction to him. I think so. So we meet a, a man named Duck, and we later see a, a photo. looks like he maybe was a, uh, uh, a pilot. We see him in a flight suit. Uh, and he's lost someone to the Cylons, someone named Nora. And he feels he's got nothing left to lose, so he's volunteered for the mission to take out the uh, the police academy, and uh, subsequently, fracking Gaius Baltar. <laughs> Excuse me, that's Gaius Fracken Baltar. <laughs> thank, yes, thank you. Sorry, um, Fracken is his middle name. Yes, um, and again, you know, the the chief has his reservations about this. He doesn't think that they should be, you know, he doesn't think they should be attacking. Uh, humans to begin with, much less sacrificing a human life to do it. And Ty is very pragmatic about it. You know, he's like he's a soldier. He volunteered. Meanwhile, during like this one-on-one game of pyramid, Ender's is like, you know, are you are you committed to this? Are you all in? And Duck's just like, I'm committed. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, asked and answered. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now, he, he, this is where he, he tells us, you know, ever since they killed Nora, I've got nothing to live for. And um, so we know that that's the plan, that they're going to send uh, essentially a suicide bomber into this graduation ceremony. Uh, now, but, I know we talked about the trying to get the signal up to the raptor. Mm-hmm. But did we, we, we mentioned they did it, right? Did we say they did it successfully? Um, I don't remember if we did or not, but now would be the time to do that. Well, they got it through, and I only mention that because when they relay the information back to Adama on Galactica, um, you know, they they basically tell him that like Ty is leading the resistance and and you know everything that's going on, and and he just has this moment of like it's going to be okay, it's really going to be okay. Ah, <sighs> like don't. Don't do that to me. Don't give me hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, because the the raptor, we we find out like you know, they 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 get the uh, the jamming frequencies that the the Cylons use, so they can try to work around them, and they keep trying, and they keep getting jammed, and then they finally find one where they uh, send a message through, and we get a shot of the raptor up in orbit, just kind of hanging out in the the clouds of the the nebula off uh, off Dratus with uh, you know power it down to the. Not uh, putting out a, a, a signature, and uh, the 
it's Racetrack, the one that originally mm-hmm. found New Caprica. Uh, it's her Raptor, and they're getting ready to jump away because their their shift on launch is done. Uh, and just before they can get the FTL drives spun up, they get a message, <laughs> and so they relay their uh, their pre planned response to let you know, let the uh, people on the planet know, like we'll be back, you know, every day at this time. You know, find us on this frequency, and then they jump away to uh, to deliver the news, and so that uh, that bolsters some hopes down on the planet. Have hope, we're coming for you. Oh, I just uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but meanwhile, as we mentioned, um, Gata is frantically trying to deliver the the news to the uh, insurgency that Gaius Baltar is not going to be at the. Uh, uh, at the ceremony after all, because uh, apparently there was uh, security concerns around it. Um, and the, like, Ty, as much as he has insisted on going through with this mission no matter what, uh, compromised with Tyrells, you know, you know, get word from from our guy on the inside, and if Baltar's not going to be there, we'll call it off. And Tyrell misses the message by seconds. Yeah. He sees the uh, the bowl not flipped over. And walks away. Gata comes running up, flips mm-hmm. the bowl, and deposits the message. And uh, too late. It's just too late. And so Duck walks into the uh, into the academy uh, after strapping bombs to himself under his clothes. Uh. Somehow manages to change into his uh, uniform in a locker room full of uh, his fellow collaborators, and nobody notices the uh, C4 strapped to his chest. <laughs> uh, so file that under goofs. And uh, he goes to take his place in the, in the front of the, the ceremony. Kaboom. Big, big. Big boom. Bottom. And mm-hmm. as, uh, you know, at, at it gets a little bit of a surprise when it's a Deanna who delivers the uh, the speech mm-hmm. and welcomes them all to their their solemn duty of protecting humanity and and the peace with Cylons. And they walk through doing the whole shake the hands, pin the lapel, one you know, one at a time down the line. And just as she gets to him and reaches for his hand, he says, "I'll see you soon, Nora." Heartbreaking. Yeah. That scene. Well, we see all the bodies too. There's that is there's there's one thing that we didn't mention that I think is important. Um, I think is really important to 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 know, and that is that um Tyrrell and Anders and Ty don't know who's feeding them information. They don't Mm -hmm. know it's Gata. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We said Gave that because the then I said the stupid thing where I didn't realize. Well, you didn't realize it, but I, I want to make sure that we call out that they <laughs> don't realize it either. Okay. Like, the, like gotcha. they don't know. I think there's the even a scene when, like, someone asks, like, you know, who's giving this information? And Tira's like, oh, we, we have no idea. Um, sure. But it should be that Gata because it's his fault we're in this mess to begin with. So I'm sorry. How is trying it to Oh, it is Gata's fault. Yeah, I guess it's it is. It's 100% Gata's fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he knew, he knew that. I I know that we can't rig an election, blah blah blah. But he knew what was going to happen. Well, to be fair, could have just kept his mouth shut. He didn't really know that all this was going to happen. Well, I think if he he knew all this was going to happen, he might have let it go. 
Well, all of this has happened before, and it will happen yeah, again. And it'll probably happen again. <laughs> Unless Gata is a Cylon. I was just going to say that. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, especially because now that we know that Cylons aren't all united in their in their mission. Yeah. There's no, like, he could very well be a Cylon working and know that he's a Cylon and be working for the humans. Yeah. Hmm. He could. Hmm. Or with the humans, I should say. Hmm. Hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting. So, Andrea, you've been stopping yourself from saying things throughout the episode, and you've been writing on your whiteboard, so I am dying to know your your thoughts, your feelings, your deepest fears, your conjectures. A Herculean effort for somebody with no impulse control. Yes. I'm going to uh, assume it's just your grocery list that you've been <laughs> oh writing God, down. Yeah. I've been playing tic-tac-toe over here by myself, Caleb. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I'm, out of, I'm out of beans. I got to get more beans. Yeah. Oh, beans. Um, <laughs> so the first thing is just a little thing, and now I'm realizing that doesn't make sense. But I was they're not showing the numbers because everybody's split up and et cetera. And probably also because they haven't decided exactly what's going to – what happened in the previous uh, – year so they don't want to commit us to a number that's um, a good point but that also makes Plus me think a lot to keep track of like how many people have died and how many babies mm-hmm. have been born and like yeah now that people are having kids well yeah, that's a good point another another good thing to point out is that um Rosalind was the one keeping track of that number mm, true and, and she no longer has access to the information she did before absolutely um and I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say probably no one actually knows for sure how many humans are alive because mm-hmm. you know we don't know well we know but like they don't know where Starbuck is is she alive is she dead and right. I I can only imagine there are more people that they're just like are they in jail are they being detained are they dead like we ha- they have no idea so yeah. I think it's it's a safe bet that nobody knows but I think also because Rosalind was the one keeping track and now she's no longer in charge and therefore no longer has access to that information. That's why they're not telling us. I feel like it'll be a while before they can get a, an accurate census going again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm, I've been trying to figure out other than because God told us to, and we want to spread God's word, why they're back, why they're trying to make peace when one way to make peace would be to just stay away. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel um, like a good way to make peace is to not occupy. Oh, yeah, no, well, you know what, though? We do that all the time, don't we? Yeah, okay. That's well. what I was... Okay, so what I was just going to say is is that, that, like, they want something. There's no... And we learned that the farm that forcing people to um, have children is not working, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's too much resistance to that. Um and I, I just think that probably they're hoping that they'll be able to strong arm the human race into getting along so that they can um, start having babies, uh, quote unquote, willingly. Um, and so I think that's my guess is there's something like that happening there. Um, I don't have another like theory that is actually in line with. Anything other than the 
more violent side of things, right? I don't really believe the peace thing, so that's the best I can come up with there so far. And I think I'm wondering if when Leoben says all the stuff about, like, you'll hold me in your arms, you'll see God's love, blah, 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 um, has he told her that she's a Cylon and she's refusing to believe it? And that's what he's really saying is that, like, you will eventually accept that and then— you know, you'll, because it's Cylons who believe in a singular God, um, and then you'll, you'll understand that you're, you're part of our, like, our 12, and, and maybe in the way that, like, um, Boomer is a weak model, but in the end, or eight, right? She's number eight. Mm-hmm, eight mm-hmm. is a weak model, basically, but in the end, she'll accept her mission. Are Starbuck and Leoben, like, are those two models typically like Leoben? All this has happened before. All this has happened again. Knows that that they tend to end up together or something like that. Um, hmm. And so he's just waiting for for her to see the light with that. Um, so Starbuck I mean, maybe is a Cylon. If that's his angle, we haven't seen it yet. All we know is that right. he thinks that his pickup lines are golden. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just think that push though for her to see God's love, blah blah blah, is. Yeah, I don't know. We'll find out. I hope we get to see her kill him a few more times. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, that scene is so good. I know we've already talked about it, but it's just... I think if so we good. can say one thing for certain is that we will see more Cylons killed by humans in general over the next two seasons. Mm-hmm. Feels... It's about time. Feels, yeah. <laughs> it's about time that they started to... Uh, Gaining some ground back. <laughs> what a show. What a show. What, what a show. show. Any, any other thoughts or predictions, or do we feel this is uh I think that's where I'm at. I'm ready for anything, though. All right. Well, we've got to uh, make sure that we're sitting by the wireless, ready for the next <laughs> message from Galactica. And so we'll be over there waiting for it. And, and make uh, sure you're subscribed so that you get the message, too. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Exactly. And uh, with that, we'll see you next week for Precipice. Have hope, listeners. We're coming for you. So say we all. So say we all. So say we all. Begin jump prep. We're leaving. We'll be back. Start your prep. Set Condition 1 is a Night Shift Radio production. Visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.